the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. financial money investing and more thanks for listening to the show never be shy that's one thing that you don't have to be if you have financial questions i'm here to give you a potential second opinion um otherwise the show turns into you know kind of hit the, the big business news of the day to see if it has any relevance to you and me um but also i'll hit some financial tips and hints and secrets and things like that for sure that comes out from time to time um, 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The jump in interest rate has been the story of October. I know. You're like, wait, wait. Isn't it just like October uh, 5? The jump in interest rates has been a big story so far. And I know you're saying, no, no, no. My kid getting you know kicked off the football team or for smoking marijuana is the big story. <laughs> I know. It doesn't feel like a big story, right? Um, big day. Senate's so going to cast the vote today on Kavanaugh, and uh, I think that's a, a big day for the direction of the United States the next 10, 15, 20 years as we reshape our Supreme Court. Taking a look at the markets today, um, very, very mixed open. Nothing super dramatic in any way, shape, or form. The 10-year Treasury is the story, sitting at 3.21%. So do you remember when it was at 1.6 and 2.2? And I was like, wow, anything under 3.5, I buy stocks. Well, now we're at 3.2. So it's marched higher and higher and higher. So will I live up to my word and start buying some bonds and buying less stocks at 3.5-4%? We will see. Jumping interest rates has everyone's attention right now. The surprise that interest rates have moved up isn't the surprise. It's that they moved up so quickly. We're like, we're going to hold three. We're going to hold three. Uh, two, 298, 3.01, 302. And then suddenly it's 3.21. The rapid increase has 
contain some shock value for some people, to say the least, as market participants have grown anxious at the thought that interest rates could be moving noticeably higher. Amongst a confluence of factors include stronger growth, rising inflation, deficit funding, technical selling, shifts in monetary policy amongst the world's leading central banks, and the Federal Reserve's balance sheet normalization efforts. So, the rising, stronger growth, job numbers are awesome. Um, U.S. consumer, and again, a lot of people are going to continue to look at that. Why did we do a $1.2 trillion tax cut when everything was going so well? Why not save that tax cut for a rainy day? Interesting note, right? So, stronger growth, rising inflation, deficit funding, technical selling, shifts in monetary policy. These are all the, the, this will make your head spin. The pop in rates has cooled some of the stock market's bullish enthusiasm. It's reigned in many highly valued growth stocks of late. At the same time, it's also triggered some concerns about the future pace of economic growth that are raising questions about the pace of future earnings. A lot of stuff going on, right? The pullback in the grand scheme right now of things has been relatively modest. So we've had a couple bad days on the market. Um, But we're also at record highs earlier in the week, you know? So it's like, Whoa, it's it's noticeable, but it's not painful. Um, the path for interest rates, you know, where, where do mortgage rates go? And again, if you didn't lock in your mortgage rate a month ago, holy mackerel. And if you have an adjustable rate mortgage, it's going to go higher. Um, path rates is still higher. And that has in large part to do with today's economic data, the September employment report. September, non-farm and private sector payrolls were much weaker than expected. That's attributed by some sources to the effects of Hurricane Florence. Average hourly earnings increased 0.3 tenths of a percent. That mitigated some shock value that arose with last month's report when it was stronger and showed more inflation. Over the last 12 months, average hourly earnings have gone up 2.8 percent. Um, the unemployment rate for September, 3.7% versus 3.9% in August. Uh, yay! Yay, economy! USA, USA, USA! Um, there's a big trade deficit economic report out today that I can't tell you is very exciting, but the trade balance report showed a widening trade deficit to $53.2 billion, up uh from July. So the key takeaway of that report is that it has yet to confirm that any way, shape, or form that tariffs are working. So not a not a much of a directional market right now, but that could change as the day changes, as the story on interest rates change. Three point two one percent is where we're at. GE, we bring good things to living. GE, we bring good things to life. Um, they're making a big bet on a new CEO. So, again, this one was a blue chip company that could do no wrong and had 200 plus operate, positive, operational positive cash flow companies inside the company. Uh, their CEO, they've agreed to pay its new CEO, Jerry Culp, as much as $21 million a year for four years with the potential for hundreds of millions uh, more, depending on GE's stock performance. So, uh, John Flannery out as CEO, Larry Culp in as CEO, 
that's a pretty big deal. So he's going to get annual equity awards at $15 million starting next year. Uh, if he can get GE shares to rise 50% and stay there on average over 30 trading days between now and 2022, he gets a big chunk of money. Now, what if he fires a lot of people to get the stock higher? It's kind of, it kind of, it kind of puts him in a, it kind of puts him in an awkward position. He's financially rewarded for maybe doing the wrong thing. And last CEO was booted out for maybe doing the right thing. Oh, the battle over Kavanaugh's confirmation is reaching the finale. What stands between him and a lifetime on the Supreme Court? Senators. Um, 800-516-1220 each calls on the air. Anything you want to talk about, we could talk about money, investing, and more. So... You make the show, not me today. You make the show. We can talk a little hockey a little later. Uh, the five most important numbers in the job report. Again, people are going to look at the job report where they want to. The 3.7% is where the president's going to look at. And he's going to say, you know, 3.7% unemployment is pretty, it, it's, it's going to create inflation. And on one hand, and the president Trump will go, that's great news. Look, if you want a job, you have a job. Uh, but that won't last forever. So watching the jobs reports or keeping a key keen on average hourly earnings, and that was in line, up 2.8%. Level of people working part-time for economic reasons, which is referred to as involuntary part-timers or underemployed. You know, when you want to work 40 hours a week over Christmas and the boss says, oh, I only can do 31, uh, that, that came in at 263000 so, lots going on. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. You're listening to Rob Black and Your Money on AM 1220 KDOW on the iHeartRadio app. KDOW. It's the Friday Ice Report. Friday Ice Report. Old-time hockey? Like it is sure. Yeah. yeah. Your San Jose Barracuda hockey update. Welcome in. It's time for hockey, and I'm excited by this. Uh, the voice of... Uh, the San Jose Barracuda, Nick Nolenberger, has set up a nice interview for us to start off the season with Roy Sommer, head coach of the San Jose Barracuda. Uh, Sommer, Roy Sommer's 23rd season with the Sharks organization, 21st as the head coach. He's got big-time tenure. How are you, coach? How you doing? Good morning. Hockey season's upon us. It's a good thing, right? It's a good day to play hockey. Yeah, yeah. Ball is in the air. Baseball playoffs started, and now our season gets to, gets underway. Back on the west, uh, back on the east coast, when hockey season started, basically started pulling out the sweaters, but not so much in San Jose. This is your fourth year in San Jose, and you made the playoffs each and every year. How's it feel to uh, go into the season with big expectations? Well, I'll tell you what. Um, last year was a little tough. 
you know, we ended up doing it the last game of the season, and actually we found out we were going to be in the playoffs on our ride back in the bus from Stockton. I think at one point, 10 games left in the season, we had less than a 1% chance of getting in the playoffs and went on a huge run, and the other teams we were chasing were losing, and, you know, we kept leapfrogging teams and, uh, you know, got in the last day. Hopefully that doesn't happen again this year with the team we've got. It's interesting that you said last season was tough because one of the things that the San Jose Barracuda did as an organization, and I went to a couple games and it's super exciting, uh, was he kind of committed to having one of the youngest rosters and going for a youth movement, which should help the San Jose Sharks down the road since you're their farm team. Um, and they're getting older, per se. Uh, 22.74 years is the average age last year. Uh, how's the squad looking this year, and uh, do you expect them to develop? Yeah, pretty young again. I think uh, we're going to be one of the youngest teams in the league again. But, uh, you know, it's like kind of like our team two years ago. We've been waiting for some of these draft picks to evolve and mature and get out of, uh, you know, their their colleges they were in and uh, and juniors and you know, I think like up the middle, we've got uh, probably one of the strongest teams I've had it. You know, up the middle, at the center position in years. Uh, this Max Latinoff, uh, he had a really good training camp, played three or four exhibition games for the Sharks. They really like him. Dylan Gambrell, you know, high profile guy that came out of uh, Denver. You know, Alex True ended up scoring 16 goals for us last year as uh, a first year guy. Uh, Max Fontaine, one of the top players in the Western League in the middle, and and Tim Clifton, uh, who was who was with our uh, team last year. So, real heavy up the middle, good goaltending. Bebu's back, and we got a young kid by the name of Konar that's uh, probably you know we see great things from him. Uh, you know, really good pedigree that you know came out of the European leagues, and expect big things from him and. Our defense is, we got some monsters back there. We got a, a guy by the name of Wood that's, you know, 6'6", six, six, and uh, Jake Middleton's brother, Keaton, who's 6'7". So we've got some size back there. We got uh, forwards that can fly, and looking forward to tonight. Sounds like fun, doesn't it? Um, you're playing your first game of the season tonight against the Los Angeles Reign. Uh, or the Ontario yeah, Rain, I guess is the correct way. Actually, the Ontario Rain, and they've uh, they kind of are. They're based out of L.A. now. They've moved their their team to L.A. Mean? next to the the L.A. Kings, and they're going to play their their games in our, uh, Ontario. So they're going to have to drive to their games to play them, and then they go back to L.A. So we'll see how that works out for them. <laughs> There's going to be great tickets available, and people can sign up for tickets and get tickets at sjbarracuda.com. I've taken my family every year, and my kids are starting to get used to it. It's a fun atmosphere. It's loud. It's noisy. It's it's the SAP arena. I mean, you can't beat that facility. I would imagine as an AHL coach, other coaches come in and are pretty jealous of you, Roy. Well, you know what? It's uh, you know it's an NHL rink we get to play in, and, and that type of an atmosphere, and it just helps uh, – the players make the jump when they do go up to San Jose. Uh, it's that much cleaner for them. You know, they, they don't, they, they're used to playing in their own building. It's not like they have to get used to the boards and the bounces and everything else because that's their own now. So it's a big advantage for the guys that get called up, and it's a big advantage for us, uh, you know, playing in front of San Jose and Barracuda fans. 
I remember a couple of years ago, I apologized to you for making me get up so early to do a radio interview on AHL hockey. You're like, you laughed at me. You're like, I, I get up every day at four to do this. Uh, <laughs> so things aren't slowing down for you. I want to thank um, anyone. Uh, you know, John McCarthy was the player that really stood out last year for the SJ Barracuda. When I interviewed him, great young man, great leader. I would imagine he's got a coaching career down the road. Got a lot of experience last year with the Olympics. Uh, talk a little maybe about your, is he still your captain, John McCarthy? Yeah, Johnny Mac's back. Um, Mac. You know, I never really talked too much about our wings, you know, that we have this year. But, uh, you know, no, he's right in the thick of things. Uh, he's just a, you know, good person, good leader, you know, professional. Um, you know, like when he's in the room, like he, he's automatically the guy that everyone kind of leans on and looks at. You know, just, uh, you know, he's been our captain for the last four or five years and um, just does a great job and takes care of the guys. And like you said, he's got a really good, uh, you know, eye and a knack for the game and sees things. And, and, uh, you know, I think it, if he wants to stay in hockey, I imagine he'll have a job in the organization for as long as he wants it here. He's that important. Sounds good. Anything else we should be paying attention to, Mr. Sommer, Coach Sommer, as we uh, get the season started tonight? And again, great tickets available at sjbarracuda.com. And later in the season, I'm going to have tickets to give away when we do these segments. Anything you want to uh, leave on in a positive? Well, I just think that, uh, hey, it's like one of the – it's the only venue that you could go to the SAP for under $10 or $10 a ticket. Yeah. You know, I think it's, uh, you know, it's, it's the, the next wave of NHLers coming up. It's uh, – opportunity to be the whole family it's not going to kill you actually tonight is uh dog hot dogs and two dollar beers and friday so yeah two dollar beers one dollar hot dogs free parking for cars of four or more love it roy i gotta cut you off uh your cell phone's cutting out on us thanks for joining us you can be found at sjbarracuda.com it's your 23rd season with the sharks organization congratulations 21st is the head coach of the sharks top affiliate uh pretty cool stuff you were an oakland native he got to play with wayne gretzky um which is pretty cool when he played as a player he scored once and got in a fight in his three games that he played. Uh, but he actually did some pretty cool things with roller hockey in the Bay Area, too. So uh, pretty cool. The opponent for Friday night tonight, the Ontario Reign, the L.A. affiliation affiliated club. So beat L.A., beat L.A. Um, he won an AHL Calder Cup. Um, uh, who did um, the uh, Mike Struthers, Mike Struthers, who Summer played with and won a Calder Cup with. Um, San Jose's big opponent, the Ontario Reign, are led by one of Sommer's old play, uh, uh, teammates. That's what I'm trying to say. Oh, and by the way, Mr. Sommer is the AHL leading coach and wins 725. So come on out, watch the Young Sharks, Young Barracuda, as they turn into Young Sharks. It's a cool way to follow player development, and that's even more important now than ever before in the NHL. Check it out at sjbarracuda.com.
Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. new features and youtube tv was the, the company or, or the product i chose when cutting the relationship with comcast and <clears throat> i'm happy that they continue to innovate i think there is some innovation in what they're tra- what they've pulled off so far their streaming alternative to cable tv has earned rave reviews but yesterday they introduced a bunch of new features that improve the user experience of the subscription streaming service and enhance its DVR capabilities. New features come as YouTube TV continues to expand its content menu beyond its existing selection cable TV. So they're able to fold in things like an NBA pass and figure out how to do it so that you you get everything that you want. Because I think that's the thing that, people, that cable gave us. It was too much of everything. But there was always something, in theory, sports or something, that you know kept you then. Um so the newest YouTube features for YouTube TV will automatically update for users and take us another step forward. And again, I just throw it out there in large part. It's nice to see what they're doing. YouTube TV added a dark theme to cut down on glare. Um, they tweaked its live tab, t- uh, TV tab, because that's probably the biggest, I'd say, not, not confusion, but <clears throat> it's got the highest learning curve tied towards it. So good for Google. And again, I own shares of Google, so consult a broker advisor for taking any stocks on any stock thing that I mentioned. Great Google, um, Google. I know, right? So Costco crumbles a little bit. Um, talking about disappointing, you know. Uh, Costco is one of those companies that you think is Amazon proof, but the discounter earned uh, okay. It warned, though, that material weakness and internal financial control is coming in what's called a 10K, which is a filing that they have to do with the SEC. Now, the SEC is mad at Elon Musk. So Costco is saying there's going to be some costs internally coming. And when costs happen and the interest rates rise, it ultimately hits you. Snaps up slightly today. Its CEO set a goal of profitability in 2019 in the memo to employees. Lowe's is lower today after naming a new interim chief financial officer. Now, I don't know Lowe's intimately. Obviously, they're a sister stock to Home Depot. But they can move lower in large part because the market moves lower. But in this case, it's being blamed on a new CFO. And what's interesting about that is sometimes you go, okay, why is the old CFO leaving? Is the new CFO, Chief Financial Officer, going to be more aggressive or more conservative? And these are all real good questions. Tesla's lower after CEO Elon Musk couldn't help himself, and he tweeted about the Securities and Exchange Commission just a day after reaching a settlement with the agency. This has to stop, dude. <laughs> I don't own shares of your company, but I feel bad for people who do. It's time to stop, okay? Next week, banks start to report numbers, and they'll talk lovingly about interest rates and how they've moved up, and that helps their business. So companies like Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Citigroup, are all stocks that you should look at or think about. 
um, or financial stock that you feel comfortable, like a U.S. bank. I'm not telling you like the easy ones. I'm just saying, uh, as banks start to report their earnings, no one's going to care what you de- what you just did. They're going to care about what you say about the future. Just like Costco said, future costs are going to be a problem. Wall Street doesn't care about the past. You know, f- uh, forget uh, dwell on the past. Shame on me. Forget the past. Shame on you. Or I don't know, something like that, right? So it's important, but it's not that important. Yankees and Red Sox start their ALDS series in Boston today. There used to be a phrase out of Boston. Oh, that's just Manny being Manny when Manny Ramirez was up to his, you know, odd behavior. Now people are starting to say that about Tesla CEO. Oh, that's just Elon being Elon. <laughs> I know you're saying that's a stretch. That took you a long way to get there. It certainly did. It certainly right. did. So I, I think bond yields are a story here. And if you're an old person, you tend to want safety. And one of the areas that you want safety is is your, your predictability on cash. So higher interest rates helps seniors get some sort of return on their safe money. Ten-year treasury is playing with 3.21%. The move on the 10-year Treasury was long overdue uh, because the Fed said they're going to do it. They started doing it. It sat. It sat. The ingredients were in place. You had an economy that was getting stronger from the tax cut juice. Oh, I should show so patent that tax cut juice. Are you kidding me? Federal Reserve is going to continue to raise its short-term interest rate target. That's expected. Um. So we'll see how, you know, it's expected the Federal Reserve raises interest rates again in December. At some point in time, I would expect this to slow a bit more. Uh, but in the past, the Federal Reserve would, you know, not tell us what they're doing and then just, you know, march 10 straight hikes together. And when you march 10 straight hikes together, you get a, a situation where recessions happen. So that's worthy of note. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Um, I'm going to be interested to see how 19, 2019 plays out for GE, because that is a troubled kingdom. And to be CEO of that kingdom, it's like the barbarians are at the gate. Marijuana stocks rallied again as investors got high on CBD-infused drinks. Constellation Brands is probably the safest way to play the marijuana craze. Um, and then at that point in time, you're going to take on a little bit more risk or a little bit more stocks may be ahead of themselves, like Canopy Growth or Kronos Group or Aurora Cannabis. Um, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm here to be, I'm here to help. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money, investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW.
I'm Rob Black talking money, investing, and more. Thanks for listening to the show and for putting up with my love of hockey. AM1220 KDOW is a great group to work with, and the fact that they put together business and hockey, I think it's a genius idea. A few other people would think that, but it's pretty darn genius in my mind. Um, you could, again, check out the games here on AM1220 KDOW, learn more about the San Jose Barracuda against the Ontario Rain. What's interesting is, uh, just by pulling up the Barracuda webpage, sure enough, my uh, next banner ad that comes through is buy tickets <laughs> on a different webpage, right? So, anyhow, we got that going for us, which is nice. Um, markets are, are toiling right now. I can't say that there's a lot to be made of what the markets are doing. Um, it's just not that exciting, to be quite honest with you. It's the interest rate movement story so far in October that has me buzzing. September employment situation report. It's a situation report with Rob Black. Reportedly uh, showed uh, pretty good numbers. So uh, unemployment drops to 3.7%. A feather in the cap for the Trump administration for those who thought his administration would ruin the economy. It is certainly not ruining the economy. Now, maybe a lot of deficit spending, which is a bit of financial engineering. Let's borrow from the future so we can stimulate today. Strength today in utilities, healthcare, stocks, and financials, weakness in information technology and communication services. Um, as far as stories go today, big bombshell this week about the Chinese spies were able to secretly implant chips in the servers. Apple says it has never found any malicious chips or vulnerabilities in any server, but the report got treated as if it's true and real. And uh, a lot of stocks got hit yesterday to the tune of uh, some of the Chinese manufacturing companies that companies like Apple would have to say, you know, we don't trust your government if the story is true. Snap shares tumble below $8 for the first time. Evercore analyst Anthony D. Clemente said Instagram was irreversibly hurting the company. Wow. You don't remember. Maybe you do. Back in the 90s, there was companies that would uh, try to do cute little things for your PC. And Bill Gates was having none of it. He was like, you know, if you're going to give a free service, if you're going to give a service that doubles someone's hardware, uh, their hard drive from, you know, 10 megs to 20 megs, well, we'll build that into Windows. Square's out there. They're one of my favorite new stocks to talk about in the last year. They're bankrolling merchants to let them extend credit to shoppers. Companies extend credit to customers of merchants for purchases between $250 and $10,000 through its consumer side lending Square installments. Uh, not only do they benefit from more transactions, but they also benefit from charging an interest rate on loans. Um, stay away from the stock. The uh, owner of MoviePass just freed up more room to sell more stock. Helios and Matheson has reached an agreement with creditors that would reduce the number of shares it needs to set aside for notes it, is, it issued. So they're basically just selling the stockholder out to keep funding their ill-fated, quick-dying service. It's a great. It was a great service at its heyday, but when you increase your share count eighty thousand percent. It, it, it's a murder to the people who bought and believed in you. And um, I'm not going to say it shouldn't be tolerated, but I kind of feel like it shouldn't be tolerated. 
in my opinion, <laughs> told a broker advisor for taking any action on anything bought, sold, or sold or bought, or manufactured and repackaged, or you get the idea. Um, there's a analyst that Wall Street kind of loves. His name is Jeffrey Gunlock. He works with Double Line. And he said the 30-year Treasury bond yield is broken above a multi-year base, which should lead to significantly higher yields for financial markets. And as he's been saying, two consecutive closes above 3.25% on the benchmark 30-year Treasury means that his statement in 2016 that we were seeing the low uh, on interest rates is now looking you know, corroborated by what we're seeing play out. Um, he's a pretty smart guy. I remember at one point in time when the 10-year Treasury bounces to 2.25, he goes, nope, nope, it's going to get lower. He's, he's like, 1.6, 1.6. So he he's pretty darn good at calling the rates on a technical basis as well as fundamentals. He manages $123 billion. He said the stock market um, in the United States has started to take notice and will continue to particularly if speed of which rates becomes rise is fast. It's alarming. Higher interest rates means higher debt payments. Higher interest rates mean higher borrowing costs. Higher interest rates mean higher refinancing costs and less profit. So, I believe, and I mostly agree with him, that this era of the stock market continuing to expand the longest bull market in history, right after one of the greatest recessions in history, um, I believe this is something we should notice right now. Um, he noted that stocks outside the United States are already down significantly from the January 26, 2018 synchronized high, which will go down in history as the peak for the global stock market for this cycle. So he's not saying we're done forever, but he thinks um, the emerging markets and the markets outside the United States are telling us trouble ahead. Uh, while the United States benefits from the low unemployment numbers and the tax cuts, it can't do it forever. If other countries aren't spending, then that will bleed into us. Uh, kind of a flu-like scenario is the thought. Um, Elon Musk is at it again, right? Tesla shares dropped 5%. A day after CEO Elon Musk sent out a tweet that appeared to mock the Securities and Exchange Commission. His settlement's not even a week old. And the fact that he turned down the settlement and then went back to the settlement cost his company another $10 million. Um, so yesterday he referred to the SEC as, uh, you know, the shorts. Uh, he, he was giving them props for. I don't get why you want to mock the SEC when they kind of regulate you. I, I get that you want to have the ability to show the world how great you are, but pick your fights. What was that all about? 800-516-1220 to each calls in the air. Netflix is down 15% from its high, and a lot of people think there's more paint ahead. Netflix has fallen 15% from its all-time high. And Netflix has been a weaker stock than the broader NASDAQ. And that's of concern. In large part, it's underperforming. Maybe not its peer, because NASDAQ's a lot of stocks and it's just one. But Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, uh, Google, all struggling a bit. 
all buying opportunities. You're not going to get Netflix 50% off, maybe 15, maybe 20. Um, that's the thought. So if it's going to hurt you if it goes down more after you buy it, then don't buy it or scale into it. You know, when I tell you Netflix is down 15% from its uh, recently, it's also up 80% for the year. So that's out there. Netflix in the news today. Part of our trading nation. Dun, 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 dun. We are a trading nation. Um, <laughs> I plant this flag and I hereby take thee. Um, Elon Musk's SEC tweet <clears throat> is the type of thing that will stop the company from succeeding. I want to punch that in one last time before I move on to something else. Um, should I stay with the FANG stocks? I think I should stay with the FANG stocks ever so slightly. Uh, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google. They're widely held. And they've underperformed recently. The stock that I think is the most compelling is Facebook. Because their bad news is out there. Hacks and... Uh, you know, there could be worse bad news. Like, hey, Mark Zuckerberg went up on a bridge... Uh, tower and started shooting innocent people. There could be more bad news down the road, but I don't think that's necessarily going to happen. Because if ifs and buts were candy and nuts, oh, what a party you would have. If the market begins to roll over, you're actually going to see the Googles and Netflixes um, start to sell and a little bit in panic. But the start to sell and a little bit of panic has already happened in Facebook. So I would say... The 160 level, 150 to 160, it seems to be holding in pretty, pretty smartly. And if you were to take a look at what's called a relative strength index, when it gets down to that 160 level, uh, you can almost draw a line across it and it holds. Um, like Adobe, I mean, can always consider other stocks out there. Uh, you don't have to own the sexy, sexy ones. Uh, you know, you don't have to date the ones named Giselle. <laughs> Uh, you, you can go with like sometimes the sisters, and there's some pretty women there too, right? So a lot of cloud stocks are expected to maintain double-digit sales growth over the course of the next five years. Adobe's set to lead the way. They're still a market leader in digital media, so that's out there. So if you feel uncomfortable with Fang, or you feel uncomfortable with the safer of those names, the Facebook, uh, and again, consult a broker advisor for taking the action on anything mentioned on this show. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Never go to quit it if you don't start smoking it. That's what she said. She said we're dressed in black, head to toe. We're gone sitting on the wrong way to go. We're never gonna quit, no, we're never gonna quit, no. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.